All right, it is Wednesday, June 2nd, and we thank you, Lord. I I want I feel like looking up names of God today. Names of God. Lord, you have so many names and we thank you for each and every one of them. We thank you for being the I am Yahweh, Elohim, El Shaddai, the Rock, Elion. Thank you, Jesus, for being our Jehovah. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Messiah. We thank you for being the light. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Lord of hosts. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. You're the Ancient of Days. You are Father and Abba. Can you turn on the AC? You're the Most High God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks. To, thanks. I didn't do it. I just turned on. Okay. We thank you for being the Holy Spirit, for being our Heavenly Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Micah, you know a lot of names of God. That was good. Can we do the walk words of God video? I'm praying. After you pray? Thank you, God, for all the ways that you call us to you. You draw us near to you so we would know you. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us alone. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for Ian being with the kids so much when I needed rest yesterday. And thank you, Lord, for all of these children. We thank you for each and every one of them. Thank you for healing Cade's face. We do bring further healing to his face. Micah, touch his cheek gently. No, he's, he's saying a prayer for you. Pray for that. Whatever is the cause of the face swelling, God, we anoint. Come here, Cade. Let mommy pray for it. Holy Spirit, I ask that you apply your hand to this neck, this whole neck. I ask that you bring healing to this whole thing here. In the name of Jesus, we command the cheek to heal. Holy Spirit, we ask that you lay your hands here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Good job. Um, God, I ask that you would get Jubilee's tooth to come out. We command the baby tooth to leave the mouth in the name of Jesus. We continue to thank you for Scout's healing and his um, bowels. Holy Spirit, every parasite be gone in the name of Jesus. Hygiardia. God, I thank you for helping Ian in his work. Were you able to work last night after Luke got to bed? No, you guys came home. Oh, man. I mean, I, I leaned a little. Oh. I asked that you help. I after you were sleeping. I, I worked after you were sleeping. Oh. Oh, okay. You did work somewhere. I asked that you help Ian and um, the things that he needs to do today. God, that um, you would help my energy level, that we would 
have strength for the task, God. That we would know um, how to uh, prioritize our time. God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would come into this house. That you would help correct our attitudes towards each other. That you would help us bear the fruits of the Spirit. Be kind and gentle. What did you do to her, Cade? Cade, I'm asking you a question. Cade Cooper, I'm talking to you. What did you do to her? What did you do? What did you do? I'm asking you a question. You pulled her hair? Get the spanky stick. He wants to do push-ups instead of a spanking. How do you feel about it? Thirty push-ups. Thirty push-ups. Hope, did you hurt Luke? God, I ask that you would help um, my children and and how they feel like they should treat each other. God, I ask that you would put kindness in their hearts and that um, you would also help um, Cade's attention. Put that away. I'm done with it. Help Cade's attention span. Um, You can disconnect the flannel thing if you want because she likes it. Keep going, Cade. It'll just help us with order to the day. I can't concentrate anymore. So, Holy Spirit, you uh, know what we need. Don't go on the wire. I bring healing to that um, little girl for that unspoken request, God. Healing to her whole body from the inside out, especially her spirit, God. May she not wrestle with you anymore. May she accept um, how you're helping her. And, um, yeah, just bring healing to every place in her body in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we pray for our marriages, that our marriages be strong and unified, that even the marriages of our children in the future, that they would find spouses who love you and put you first, who adore you and who are willing to raise their children, even insisting on raising their children in a way that... um, that that honors you that teaches the children how to be and how not to be good job Cade. now come say sorry to hope sorry hope can you please forgive me okay hopey if you need to say sorry to luke go say sorry to luke now if you hurt luke go say sorry
Oh, no. no, that's not a good excuse. If you need a spanking because you're unwilling to say sorry, then tell me. Otherwise, go say sorry to Luke if you hurt him. I can't come up because... He just doesn't want to go. Don't make excuses and go. I plead the blood of Jesus well, over she got, us. She got chocolate. She got chocolate. Then go fix it. I plead the blood of Jesus over us. You don't smack her in the face. You pull it out. Come on, where'd it go? Get it out of your mouth, Jerry. Drop. Drop it. Drop it. Should we drop it? Bring her to me if you can't do it. Should we drop it? It's gone, guys. Gotta move faster than that. I'm just not fast enough. I'm not fast enough. Um. I got this fast. Finish your job. Finish your job. Say sorry to Luke. Sorry, Lukey. For what? Tell him why. Because I um hit you. I mean because I scratched you. And could I come outside too? No. Now all the children need to sit at the table. You can have nothing. Sit at the table. Sit at the table. That's the third time I've said sit at the table. Go in. Go in. Then ask him to move. Three. Good. Two. One. Go get the spanky stick. Go sit at the table. Oh, we're having a rough morning this morning. So, um, yeah, I just plead the blood of Jesus over us, our families, um, our friends. Holy Spirit, would you bring salvation to our siblings, to our, um, the Coopers, um, would you bring help for the uh, our friends and um, help me focus because I'm having a rough time. Amen. Season 2, episode 85. I don't know how anybody prays with one line of thought with all these children. You. You know how. And you have a way. I don't think I focus. I try. I struggle through. Okay, we're going to do Psalms 70, Mark 9, Hosea 9, and Proverbs 2. Psalms 70. All right, it's a short one. Ready? You guys repeat after me. Hasten, O God. Good, Micah. Good, Cade. To save me. Good job, boys. Oh, Lord. Come quickly to help me. May those who seek my life be put to shame and confusion. 
May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha. Turn back because of their shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation always say, let God be exalted. Yet I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Good job, guys. Wow, I'm impressed. Good reading after me. What hope? Well, when I'm done reading, it could be snack time, but right now we're listening. In Mark chapter 9, you're going to hear about the transfiguration, the healing of a boy with an evil spirit. Figure out who's the greatest. We will learn whoever's not against us is actually for us. Uh, and what to do when something causes us to sin. So an amazing chapter in Mark 9. So much to learn. And he said to them, this is Jesus talking. I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. Hope God, what is God talking about there? What is Jesus talking about? It does not mean some of the disciples Hope, what does this mean? Well, so you didn't answer the question. So who else knows what this could mean? Some who are standing here will not taste death before they sing the kingdom of God come with power. What do you think, Cade? After six, this is the transfiguration. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before Elijah, before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Are you being mean to her? Yeah. 
your your food? You're allowed to eat your food. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be... Oh, wait, I already read that. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what what rising from the dead meant. They didn't know what it mean, meant. And they asked him, why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, to be sure, Elijah does not come first. Oh, wait, to be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. So, Lord Jesus, I ask that you open our um, spiritual eyes and ears to really understand what you're trying to tell us in this passage. Holy Spirit, would you help reveal the truth of these um, messages to us? is this I think this is Hopi's here Micah hand this to Hope please thank you can I have a piece of paper well five pieces of paper for what for I'm gonna try to um try to fold a boat and a couple other origami things you know what the paper's really hard for me to get out well then I'll get it okay if you insist hear about the healing of a boy with an evil spirit this is mark 9 14 when they came to the other disciples they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them as soon as all the people saw jesus they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him what are you arguing with them about he asked a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who was possessed by an evil spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He, he fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, 
take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Hey, Cade, your um, dirty bowl, put it in the sink, please. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can only come out by prayer. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. Hey, Cade, you better not be shoving the box towards your sister. Are you? Don't shove it towards your sister. Put it in Pookie's, um, put it towards Pookie's spot if you need to. Who is the greatest? They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what are you, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, if anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child and had him stand among them. Taking him into his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Thank you, Jesus. I ask that you open the hearts of my children, that they would welcome you all the days of their life. My children, my grandchildren, and down a thousand generations. Holy Spirit, would you reset it at every generation, this love affair that we have with you. Establish a legacy in this family of people that put you first. Okay, so verse 38. Whoever's not against us is for us. Teacher said, John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. Amen. Okay, now we're going to hear about what we do if something is causing us to sin. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around his neck if your hand causes you to sin cut it off it is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands going into hell where the fire never goes out and if your foot causes you to sin cut it off it is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell do you notice how God says it's better for you to enter life. Do you know what he's talking about? Eternal life. That's why I, I kind of um, 
I feel like God showed me that this life that we live here is kind of like a baby's time in the womb. And our eternal life is kind of like after the baby's born. That's the forever life. And if you're, so, okay, let's see. Yeah, if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where their, their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if, ask Micah, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. All right, so Cade, what God is saying there, Cade, he's saying remove temptation from your life. Make a choice and get the bad stuff out of your life. He says it's better for you to not have the bad stuff than for the bad stuff to give you a problem or cost you your soul. Does that make sense? Yes. There are lots of things that make us feel tempted to do the wrong thing in this world and it's much better just not to have that thing that's going to make us do the bad stuff right yeah yeah okay so let's see and it's it's hard i would say it's real hard for people to decide um to make that sacrifice okay hosea 9 so we just heard about um, Israel is going to reap the whirlwind, right? Yeah. Well, now we're going to hear about how God plans to punish Israel. Do not rejoice, O Israel. Do not be jubilant like the other nations, for you have been unfaithful to your God. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Threshing floors and wine presses will not feed the people. The new wine will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's land. Ephraim will return to Egypt and eat unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out wine offerings to the Lord, nor will their sacrifices please him. Such sacrifices will be to them like the bread of mourners. All who eat them will be unclean. This food will be for themselves. It will not come into the temple of the Lord. What will you do on the day of your appointed feasts, on the festival days of the Lord? Even if, even if they escape from destruction, Egypt will gather them and Memphis will bury them. Their treasures of silver will be taken over by briars and thorns will overrun their tents. The days of punishment are coming. The days of reckoning are at hand. Let Israel know this because your sins are so many and your hostility so great. The prophet is considered a fool, the inspired man a maniac. The prophet, along with my God, is the watchman over Ephraim, yet snares await him on all his paths, and hostility in the house of his God. They have sunk deep into corruption, as in the days of Gibeah. God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your fathers, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. But when they came to Baal Peor, they consecrated themselves to that shameful idol and became as vile as the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. 
Even if they rear children, I will bereave them of every one. Woe to them when I turn away from them. I have seen Ephraim like Tyre, planted in a pleasant place, but Ephraim will bring out their children to the slayer. Give them, O Lord, what will you give to them? Give them wombs that miscarry and breasts that are dry because of all their wickedness in Gilgal. I hated them there. Because of their sinful deeds, I will drive them out of my house. I will no longer love them. All their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim is blighted. Their root is withered. They yield no fruit. Even if they bear children, I will slay their cherished offspring. My God will reject them because they have not obeyed him. They will be wanderers among the nations. You made a picture for me? Yes. Whoa. That's beautiful. No, it's, what, it's what? this way. Oh, this way. Oh, what is it? Um, a mermaid. Oh, I love it. What's on this side? Um, this, uh, I, I did all of the pages. I, I cut this off. Um, well, this is, this is not a picture of yours. This is a picture of yours. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Proverbs 2. Holy Spirit, would you teach us from your wisdom? Proverbs 2. Do you know what? You guys are being so awesome. You're listening well. I'm proud of you. You're welcome. Okay, here's the moral benefits of wisdom. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for its silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who leave the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in wrongdoing and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. It will save you from, also from the adulteress, from the wayward wife with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirit of the dead. Spirits of the dead. No one who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of good men and keep to the paths of the righteous, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Amen. Well, I feel